0: Friends, rejoice and be glad. God is among us. Amen. God is our refuge and strength. A very and trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth moves,
1: and though and the mountains in the of the sea,
0: though its waters range and foam. And though the mountains is a river, whose streams make the glad the city of God. The holy habitation of the most high. God is in the midst of the city. It shall not be forsaken. And God shall help it at the of day. The nations rage and kingdoms shake. God speaks and the earth melts away. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Come now, regard the works of the Lord.
1: What desolations God has brought upon the earth.
0: Behold the one who makes war seas in all the world. Who breaks the
1: bell and shatters the spear and burns the shields with fire.
0: Be still then, and know that I am God
1: I will
0: be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. And the God of Jacob is our stronghold. Let us pray. Almighty God, gracious Lord, we thank you that your spirit renews the church in every age. Pour out your spirit on your faithful people. Keep them steadfast in your word. Protect and comfort them in times of trial. Defend them against all enemies of the gospel. And bestow on the church your saving peace. Um, The reading is from John, the 8th chapter, beginning at verse 31. Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you continue in my world, and you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. They answered him, we are descendants of Abraham and have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean by saying, you will be made free? Jesus answered them, Very truly I tell you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not have a permanent place in the household. The son has a place there forever. So if the son makes you free, you will be free indeed. Here is lesson.
2: Grace to you and peace from God, our Creator, and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I prepared a homily instead of a liturgical dance. But I think you should be grateful. It's good to be back. You will know the truth and the truth will make you free. It's hard for me to conceive of a sentence that in so few words, and very simple words at that, says so much that is profound, almost unfathomably deep. You will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. The only relatively easy thing about this sentence is the you Jesus is promising his listeners something directly and personally. What he has to offer in this teaching for us to hear and feel and understand involves you, involves me, involves us in our individual identity. This is not just some kind of abstract statement of a distant reality. There is truth, it can be known And freedom can result, but rather a direct promise to us. You will know. You will be free. But that Jesus means this for us to understand as being for ourselves is the easy part. The promise itself is immeasurably complex. Know the truth, be free. Every part of human experience and life, not even to mention the total sum of every form of human education, is encompassed in this simple idea. Knowledge, truth, and freedom. Three great goods lifted up by Jesus as a gift to us and offering us a permanent, eternal connection to God. A university setting is the perfect place to say these words out loud again and to rejoice in them. Knowledge, truth, freedom. It is certainly no accident that CLU's motto is love of Christ, truth, and freedom. And here, in Jesus' words, in John's gospel, is where that idea comes from. Truth and freedom known through Christ, love as our response. But we can still say all this and understand little. What does it mean to know? Is this just the vague stirrings of our inmost hearts blown back and forth by our emotions and desires? Or is knowing only hard facts demonstrable by measurable phenomena and proven reliable by testing? Or is knowing just an inward process of our minds through which data gets filtered and weighed for value and organized and classified through conscious or unconscious mental filters until we've gained some kind of order in our brains? Yes, all of these and more. It is knowing something truly real Something more even than objectively true, something more even than emotionally true, even more than that, knowing is the inner certainty of a reliable reality. There are much more complicated ways to say that. Go ask a philosopher. But knowing is what humans are always trying to do, whether we're conscious of it or not. And what we do in universities, ultimately, is learn to think about our thinking so that we'll understand the limits of our knowing. And the goal of all this processing and thinking is, of course, truth, that reliable reality that we can use to understand, to organize our understanding of how things really are, is truth that which is most deeply and personally and ultimately known only to each of us in our inmost being? Or is truth an objective, separate, demonstrable, shareable, external reality that we can all experience together and agree upon? Again, yes, both, and everything that lies in between. Truth is not just relative nor is it a finite quantity. We never somehow get to that final room in our mental house where we can say, well, that's it, this is the end. There's no more truth to have. There's always something more to truth than what we have experienced. And then there's something about every truth that only really exists when we have experienced it. And yet hardest of all and perhaps the deepest human truth is that truth itself lies outside of us and is more than we are. Have I confused you yet? I haven't even mentioned freedom. For freedom may be the hardest idea of all and the deepest paradox. For everything we know, everything we feel leads us to a greater freedom in understanding our existence. In some ways, there is no limit to our mind's range or our heart's affection. We can think any thought. We can dream any dream. We are free. But we live in fleshly bodies, in a physical world, a world of material limits of time and space. I can vividly imagine what it would be like to be taller, but I cannot will my cells to grow me an inch. We can never get beyond our own physical limits, no matter how much we train our bodies. And it's not just our minds that are free and our bodies limited, but the social bonds that we use to hold us up and organize our society that free us and bind us at the same time. The food supply that nourishes us depends on others. How many of you grew your breakfast? The money that buys us what we need is out of our control. The economy, social expectations we have of each other, even the desire to be thought well of by other people and not be left sitting alone. How many things do each of us choose to do every morning just in the process of arising from sleep and going to work or school just because we want to be part of a society that expects us actually to wear clothes and have regional, reasonable hygiene or even just look pretty? So, has all of our knowledge and truth made us free when we then just turn around and follow the rules for our own sake? and that of others. Well, it has and it hasn't. And what does all this have to do with Jesus and faith or with Martin Luther and Reformation Day? Nothing and everything. Jesus reminds us here that there is more to us than just what we do and control and think we know. That God is behind and beyond it all. A God who exists and has a claim on us that is personal and intimate, but at the same time is beyond all human knowing and measuring. A God who cannot be found in a place who is outside the limits of time and space, but whose connection to us is even deeper than our physical life and our mental consciousness. God, a truth for us beyond our truth a knowledge we possess that is really beyond our knowing. And equipped with this understanding of a God infinitely different from us and infinitely greater in every power, we can live free, or at least freer, freer from our human fears and anxieties and limitations, knowing that this God, that God, is our God. Free, in fact, not just to live for ourselves, but for each other in love and loving service. This is the truth and the knowledge and the freedom of which Jesus speaks. Not ideas that we make up for ourselves, but gifts from God, given that we might live and love more freely and more fearlessly. And Martin Luther, 500 years ago, knew this and understood it so well that he was able to stand confidently in the midst of uncertainty, bravely in the face of opposition by church and state and every earthly power and in the face of the threat of death, and to claim, to stand fast and claim for himself and for all people the freeing knowledge of a divine truth. That Jesus came to communicate God to humans in a unique, powerful, and ultimately liberating way. And in a way that overcomes all our human limitations and our human efforts to confine and control God. Reformation means rethinking and reshaping our belief systems, our institutions, and even our own lives in the light of deeper truth, in the power of greater love. And reforming, reforming, is what we are about here when we learn and teach and live and grow as human beings, always experiencing, engaging with, reacting to, remaking ourselves every day into an image of God we always have within us and yet never fully reach. This life in God, living beyond ourselves, is a hard way of knowing. It's a complicated truth, but it's ultimately our most powerful freedom. Amen. Let us pray.
1: Behold, Lord, an empty vessel that needs to be filled. My Lord, fill it. I am weak in the faith. Strengthen me. I am cold in love. Warm me and make me fervent, that my love may go out to my neighbor. I do not have a strong and firm faith. At times I doubt and am unable to trust you altogether. O Lord, help me. Strengthen my faith and trust in you. In you I have sealed the treasure of all I have. I am poor. You are rich and came to be merciful to the poor. I am a sinner. You are upright. With me, there is an abundance of sin. In you is the fullness of righteousness. Therefore, I will remain with you, of whom I can receive, but to whom I may not give. Amen.